ser benfiquista é uma crença. É uma religião muito grande. A visão é um culto. A coragem, que é a liberdade, que é crer, que é vontade, que é o caráter das pessoas. A alma de quem é grande, maior que os maiores. É uma paixão que eu tenho explicação. Eu não consigo explicar o que é ser o Benfica. Eu sinto o que é ser o Benfica. Mas de facto uma paixão. E as paixões são assim, vivem-se assim intensamente. Aqui não há nenhuma razão. É paixão, paixão, paixão. Ser Benfica. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Talking to the Dog Benfica podcast. Tonight, coming to you from the Zac Tortu studio. studio we've, Zac we've, Tortu. we've had the studio for a while, but we finally decided to christen, christen it. it. Yeah, we needed and, to. Uh, and, and it was Chris's idea to uh, to name it this way. Zac Tortu. Chris. And we're, we're going to get him on the pod. What's going on, everybody? <laughs> How you doing, brother? Fantastic. Welcome to another podcast. Another night, another podcast, and uh, obviously, I, I think it's something I've said repeatedly of late. But uh, you know, I wish to, or I hope I should say that we were doing these podcasts on a much happier note. But you know what? It's part of being a Benfica fan. It's part of being a football fan. Some days are good, some days are not so good. But fortunately, we do have our beautiful Zach Tortu studio studio over here, and uh, you know, we just gotta chop it up. Let's go, ready to go. <laughs> Also uh, with me, or with us, I should say, Dave D'Alavera up in uh, Canada. What's happening, brother? Nothing much. Good to be back on. Uh, like uh, Chris mentioned, I think we're just getting, it might, to me, it hasn't felt as bad as it's been uh, in previous weeks leading up to the uh, the pod, but that just might be that uh, we might be getting used to the way that uh, we've been playing as of late, but uh, we'll get more into it, but uh, good to be back on. And Chris, tonight that we christened Zach Tortu's uh, studio, we have uh, somebody in the audience, Lionel. How are you? Good, pleasure to be on. Time to let out some frustration and just enjoy this therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. There you go. Entertainment therapy session, call it what you will. Uh, certainly, uh, it's your weekly dose of Benfica talk from us, as you've grown to expect. Uh, on tonight's uh, podcast, uh, Shakhtar uh, and Gil Vicente reca recaps. Uh, also, we'll look ahead to the second leg of the Shakhtar uh, fixture, which will happen this Thursday. And we'll look ahead to this weekend's matchup against Murenes at Stade Luz as Benfica returns to Stade Luz and will have two consecutive games at Stade Luz with Thursday's and Monday's game. Uh, so let's um, let's start with the Shakhtar game. I'll give you the lineup and we'll get going. Vlacodimus in goal, Tavares, Dias, Ferro, and Grimaldo, Florentino and Tarabt, Pizzi and Servi on the wing, Chiquinho behind uh, Seferovic. Um, certainly, but the Shakhtar game was was perhaps a, a game that we looked at and we we wondered whether or not there was going to be some some changes, some some rotation. Uh, Weigel wasn't available. Gabriela is obviously hurt. Uh, Florentino got the start ahead of. Uh, of a, a, a Samaris, which we'll we'll get to further down um, in, in the podcast with Samaris. Buxin, what did you think of this lineup, man? Uh, we all we all anticipated uh, all of us here on the podcast and among among other podcasts, obviously that that, that you know Benfica related. Everyone anticipated a lot more changes than what we saw coming into this game. Um, <clears throat> it's good to see Florentino. But again, I was expecting maybe to see Samaris get thrown in there because of you know the, the, all the reasons I mentioned on last week's podcast. And at first, it looked good for Fiorentino. I tell you, it was about three minutes in, and he's, <laughs> and he's I'm, not, I'm not. I'm look. I'm admitting something here. It was about three minutes in, 
And he's made already two or three plays where he was in the right place defensively. And I was going to say, man, say what you want about Florentino. But my man defensively, yo, he's on fuego. And I said, let, let me just hold off on this tweet. And whew, boy, was I lucky. Was I lucky? Because the rest of the game was very tough for him at times. But again, I really can't get on him because this is uh, one what one of his six or seven performances. I mean, the guy barely gets to see the sun. And now you're throwing him out there. You expect him not to get burnt. You know what I mean? It is what it is. They, it's you need to get prepped. You gotta rub some tanning lotion on yourself. You can't just be thrown out there. You're gonna come out like a lobster. So for him, things didn't go as expected. But yeah, the rest of the, the rest of, the, of 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 the roster, we anticipated maybe <laughs> Grimaldo would have gotten a, you know a nice little rest. Same thing with Ferro, Pizzi at some point. Um, we did see last year, if you guys recall, Benfica went into Istanbul with a revamp lineup, and we anticipated you know. Brun Lodge, and that was on the Brun Lodge. We anticipated Brun Lodge would do something similar and get some of these guys some minutes because the team right now is very thin. Yeah, we might have 20-something players on the roster, but it's really at the end of the day, we're counting on the same 12, 13 guys over and over and over. And that's why it's so hard when people call for the Dark of the World and even Florentino to a certain extent. Bro, like these guys need to get some minutes at some point because they're just so out of game shape and game rhythm. I understand playing in practices and whatever, but the intensity of playing in the real game on the road in the Europa League, come on, man. That's that's next level. That's not just practicing and kicking the ball around at Seychelles. Yeah. Dave, what would you think of uh, your, your homeboy, Seferovic, getting a minute ahead of Vinicius? Did you think that obviously this was something that was part of the rotation that Lodge had envisioned for this game? Yeah, um, like I said, uh, I would have mind uh, to see maybe even a Diego Souza uh, take that, but uh, they didn't want to change the uh, the way the team looked, and they're more familiar with uh, Seferovic playing with the Seferovic compared to uh, Diego Souza. So uh, wasn't too surprised that uh, Vinicius got um, some rest on the bench there, but uh, more in this uh, this first half of uh, of the game there, you could tell that uh, Shakhtar was a little bit. Um, rusty from not playing uh, in December. They weren't. They were all on top of us, but they weren't. They didn't have that uh, that finish. Um, they were close on the on the one uh, the one part uh, where the uh, VAR bailed out uh, Benfica, and it would have been one nothing. But I feel like uh, the first half uh, they were still getting uh, their legs underneath them and uh, didn't. Uh, didn't capitalize on a lot of their uh, their chances there in the first half. Yeah, and that and going back to that VAR play, that brought me back mistake to, by Florentino, that, by the way. That, that, yeah, I mean the whole game was mistakes by Florentino, unfortunately. Um, that play rem is very reminiscent of of the one where I believe it was Vinicius. He was off by four centimeters. I mean that was close. I don't even I, to me it looked like by the naked eye he wasn't offside. So as you mentioned, Dave, very very happy to get finally a VAR decision go our way. <laughs> well, it, sometimes it will, it's bound to happen. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I thought that Benfica seemed extremely nervous to, to start this game. And I understand that Shakhtar is coming off a break. They're playing in front of their fans. And, and certainly uh, they want to come out and they want to show their fans that they're back. They're excited to be playing an official game finally after two months uh, lay layoff. 
but I, I thought that uh, Benfica was super nervous. And I think that regardless of what you think of this roster by Benfica, I think that this roster is, is way better than that. Not way better, uh, but, 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 slow down, but better bro. than Shakhtar's. I Why? Think. Why? Because the difference, because you know every player on Benfica, you don't know tons of the guys no, on Shakhtar. I, I just think there's there's names at uh, Benfica that uh, that perhaps have, have more of a reputation uh, in the European game. Names. Names mean nothing. I mean, at the end of the day, yes, Benfica is Benfica's roster deeper, probably so. But Shakhtar's got some quality players on that team. As I stated last week, that could very well start at Benfica. But they're, they're missing. Now, they're they're one, one superstar player away from being a very, very good team. No, they're, they're, listen, they're a nice team. They're a really, really nice team, and they do spend money. Unfortunately for them, they're out there in the, in the middle of the, Siberia. Uh, exactly. And look, for Benfica, as you mentioned, they're playing against a team. That's had the last two months off, and at the end of the day, you you look like we look like we were the rusty ones. Benfica was, it, it, I don't know if it was intimidated. I don't know what it was, but after what happened at the Ladrão against Futebol Clube Porto, after what happened at uh, then against Porto, uh, Famalicão, right? Where we? No, 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 no. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But was it? Yeah, Famalicão, and then Braga, and then Shakhtar. No. Are you messing me yeah, up? Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. My bad. So take it back. gone twice. But no, but mm -hmm. I'm just talking about the second, which is even worse than the first one, right? Because the second half, we look like, you know, a bunch of little peewee kids chasing after, you know, the, the Solteros and Casados, the much older guys than us. And, bro, and then we come home, Braga. We anticipate this team's got some pride in them. Like, you know, we're going to go out. I understand it's the Europa League, and we're on the road. We get it. But this team hasn't played in, in two months. We're going to impose our will. We're going to impose our football. And it looked as if like what's happened to this team. The confidence level of this team has dropped dramatically. Yeah. Lino, what'd you think of this first half and, and Befica's approach? Uh, uh certainly I, I could agree with what Chris is saying. With Befica being in the middle of the season, I thought that maybe the attitude should have been a little better. I first of all was happy but shocked to see Florentino in the lineup. Um I thought that. There was a lack of strategy. I, I agree with Chris that we looked like the rusty team. I agree with that. But it's it's just if there was a plan, if you can tell that they have either they want to counterattack, they want to hold the result. It just looked like they were overwhelmed. You know what I mean? It looked like they were overwhelmed. They had no clear plan. Um, Florentino, uh, I don't think he got that bad of a game, but. It, like you say, Chris, he, he lacks match fitness. It's hard to criticize someone that that rarely sees the field. Uh, Grimaldo, Tavares, Grimaldo and Tavares both go up, and, and it's a suicide mission with these two center backs. They're, forget about the mistake. I don't want to jump too far ahead because I'll start seeing red again. <laughs> But um, the mistake with Ruben Diaz and all that, they, they, they lack a... Alguém para dar um berro, pá. You know, alguém para acordá-los. Like, just wake up. The game started... Regardless of it's it's start fresh, have someone there, a leader. There's no it, it lacks leadership. And if you're looking to get leadership out of Ruben Diaz and Ferro, two young guys that at the moment are not at their best form, it's just not gonna happen. And then you have a guy like Peasy who's your captain wearing the captain's armband and he's off this charming tissue paper. You know what I mean? It's just like the guy disappears. I understand he gets it, and that's the most 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 you know, most frustrating. Most most frustrating part of the game is he does wind up getting on a score sheet off a penalty. You know, he gets his 24th of the season. Everybody's like, ah, pa, 24 goals, machina. You know what I mean? But the whole game was he even on the field. 
Chiquinho wasn't even on the field. There's so many questions. And, and again, I don't know what it is, if it's system, if it's confidence, but the team that we saw early on is no longer the same team. It's totally drastically different. And, and I say it week in, week out. And I know you guys that listen on a regular probably going to start at some point just saying I'm just so infatuated with, with, with the man. But Adele Trapp's the only guy that's out there coming back, getting the ball, showing, carrying the ball, getting involved at all times. And somehow he's still the one that gets most criticized. I don't understand. I don't understand. And and we don't want to talk about this specifically because obviously we're here to talk about the games. But it's just like, where's the rest of the team? Where's yeah. the rest of the guys? Because someone else show up. Yeah, let's let's not forget that uh, we're we're looking at a at a lineup here, and especially this defensive uh, def defensive quartet, uh, where the oldest guy is Grimaldo at what twenty three? I think he 24, is four, probably something like that. Uh, no, he's I think he's either twenty three or twenty four. I mean, look, look when it when it comes to twenty four, twenty four. Uh, yeah, when when it comes to That's what I said, looking at, at, at a lineup and and seeing. Where's the experience? Because when when you look back and, and you think about all the center backs that Benfica has had, and obviously we've been spoiled by having Luizão at the club for the amount of time that we've had. But when we look back at Benfica teams, when we talk about a central, right, we always talk about that imposing figure, that leader of the defense, a guy that could be the enforcer like they have in, in hockey, Uh, and when you look at this team, and, and look, nothing against Diaz and, and Ferro, obviously, but they just don't have the miles. They just don't have the miles uh, to be able um, I think Diaz to adapt. Has it in him. I think Diaz he has, has it, it in him. him. He but just... Diaz has shown that when he's played alongside a veteran like Luizão and the Pep on the national team, he takes his game to the next level. Problem is, like you said, Do maybe to to the fact that he's still a young center back. The fact that you know he's got much older guys. I mean, it's not that Benfica is an older team, but he's got older guys in the Rafas of the world and Andre Almeida's, the the Pizzi's of the world. You know, all Portuguese guys as well. Guys that he gets along with fairly well. You could, trust me, there's a little click, right? And they're always together. Maybe he he leaves it up to them because he doesn't want to step on their toes. Being that these guys, especially Pizzi and, and Andre Almeida, have been on the team for so long, right? And he kind of like takes a back seat. But he's got it in him. It's, no, just, it's, just a matter of, it's just a matter of him of getting it out of him. Now, Jardel being injured is another guy that's hurt. I mean, we've talked about, you know, the departure of a Salvio, of a Jonas. So many guys on this team that were veterans, guys that knew in aphasia, guys that been there, done that, and guys that could push the team and, and speaking to young players around them were like, up. Oh, This guy's been to war and back. He, he knows what he's talking yeah, about. He's lived through it. He's yeah, lived now, through enough now experience. Now, he's lived through it, but PZ doesn't have that attitude. No. You know, the, the same thing with Ahmed. Does Ahmed have the rah-rah attitude? Somewhat, but not to that extent. I think, I think Diaz has the rah-rah attitude. It just, but he hasn't lived, he hasn't lived yeah, through we, enough. He, yeah, exactly. We haven't seen it. Because he's been, uh, say what you want. And I know, look, in this one particular game, he gave he had one terrific, I mean, terrific, horrific mistake that led directly to a goal. Um, but say what you want. When he's played alongside the veterans, you could tell his game is a little bit different. And now, at the end of the day, he gets criticized for any little thing in Portuguese football as well. And that's probably messing with his head. He tries to impose his, his leadership, tries to impose that, like you said, that enforcer role. And everything at Benfica from everyone else, obviously you have to understand what's going on with the with the Campeonato outside the pitch. And I think he's been tamed a little bit because everything now is, is, is you know, 
looked at like with a magnifying glass as to and, and I think that's getting to his head. That's where the leadership, the old school Luizão. Cara, deixa eu falar. Fala, fala, gente. Vai jogar nosso futebol. And like, you just need sometimes, you need yeah. someone to tell you that. Like, it is what it is, bro. People are always going to talk. Play yeah. your football. Yeah, yeah. I, I, certainly uh, him right now. Look, I, I, I understand and, and I agree with you that uh, Ruben Diaz has all the leadership skills that you could uh, you could ask for. But when there's a calming presence of a, of a veteran, of a player that's uh, not necessarily better than him, but somebody that's been around and it's older and it, He's talking to him. He's obviously going to heed those words and that advice. Uh, and certainly Benfica is, is missing that right now. Uh, Shakhtar came out strong for the second half, uh, and they really felt that uh, they could take the game to Benfica. They would get on a scoreboard in the 56th minute. Benfica would equalize it off a, off a great play of, uh, of Tomas Tavares um, that ended up uh, – the goal ended up getting called – Uh, because he was offside. Oh, the penalty. Well, the it was... What do you mean got called? What got called? It was a goal. Oh, they called it a goal. It was a goal, but then it got overturned because, because he was offside. Sides. But when they were checking the play, they, saw they noticed a... that there was a penalty. Uh, so, it look, it, it's a shame that Tavares didn't get credit that's, for that goal because it was a great if play. That was in the Portuguese league. I, that, that's reminiscent of a, like a Porto play. Like they got to find a way for them to score. Good thing it was. Good thing it was outside of Portugal because it was. Epa, they got to find something for for a goal to go. But yeah, that's that's old school. Yeah. Uh, so one one. Uh, then uh, that mistake by Diaz that we that we've already spoken to uh, put Shakhtar back on the scoreboard. Then. Uh, look, it, it kind of ended up uh, that way. Somebody's coming in on the 90-plus to, to hold the result. It was another um, game, Alfredo, you know. where Benfica was on their back leg. It was another game that until Shakhtar late in the game goes up to one, and then they allowed Benfica to get the ball, allowed Benfica to control the pace of the game a little bit, and they just drop back and try to hold on to the 2-1 lead. Until that point, it was another game where Benfica's pretty much getting manhandled. They're imposing their football. Benfica just Defending, 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 trying to counter. Two shots on goal in the first half, none on goal. I mean, at what point do you think? And this is this is a pretty strong lineup. It's not a weak lineup no. by any stretch of the imagination. And yet we go on the road to a to, to play against a team that hasn't played in two months, and we come up with that first half after just being embarrassed over the last week and a half. I don't understand what's it going to take for this team or this coaching staff to see what's going on, to do the proper changes, to get this team playing at the level that they should be playing because this is ugly. Yeah. Dave, um, how much do you, of this do you think it, that there's there's a mental factor here? There's a lack of confidence. Uh, and, I mean, we, we see it in our, our center-back pairing. Uh, this thing with, with Diaz uh, is certainly – the team seems down. They just seem down on, on their morale. You think yeah, it, the the Porto game that that was that impactful in terms of leaving scars? Well, that's that's two results this year against uh, you want to say your your toughest opponent in uh, the Portuguese league where they were uh, completely dominated in both of those games. But uh, without being inside the uh, the locker room, there it, it's hard to know whether or not the the message of Bruno Lage message is getting through or what Bruno Lage message. Uh, exactly is to the players at this um, time, but it, it's a, a 
day, uh, day and night uh, team compared to what we were seeing even about maybe a month and a half, two months ago, leading into the uh, the new year. But uh, there's got to be there's got there's some sort of disconnect there. And if whoever has the uh, the answer to it, that's a uh, the million dollar answer right now. Because if we could try to uh, resolve that uh, and and seeing the start playing the football that we were used to seeing uh, Benfica play last year and even a little bit of this year. Uh, I was speaking to a couple of uh, buddies of mine. They're uh, not Benficaistas, but they they think that Benfica's uh, flaws are just being shown now because they don't have a, a Juan Felix and a, a Jonas to, to mask the flaws that uh, this team had uh, last season. But uh, I don't know if that's true or not, but... I, I I'm just really flabbergasted to see how what or what message Bruno Lage is putting out there and whether or not the players are just tuning him out at this point. Yeah, Lionel, uh, considering our performance, uh, do you think the the result was perhaps the the best thing you could you could come out of that game with? Well, unfortunately, I have to say yes. <laughs> I think I think Bruno Lage, uh, just to allude what Dave was touch on what Dave was alluding to. It seems like the team has no plan, no purpose on the field. Um, are they buying into his ideas? Is What is he selling them? It's like they're lost on the field. I don't think a 2-1 away from home is a bad result, right, in, in analyzing the game in whole. I don't think it's a bad result at all. Uh, we should be able to take care of business at home. But just um, the 1-1 draw would have been way better. Just would have been way better. Why? Why do you... After that 1-1, that's where you need a leader to just steady the ship, compose. You can't concede a goal within five minutes. If you concede a goal within five minutes after you tie an, an important away game, that just shows lack of character, lack of leadership in in the squad. I'm not, I know you guys were talking about Ruben Diaz, and and he's just too young to do that. He's he's a leader as far as he's loud and and gets in your face, but like you say, he doesn't have the mileage. The team itself was not composed after that that tie. Not to say that we'd settle for a tie, but let's be realistic. A 1-1 tie away from home. Let's not hold the result, but but steady the ship a bit. You can see 2-1. The way they played after that, we kind of got lucky for a 2-1. We got lucky for a 2-1 because they they lack of attitude, lack of, of focus. And, and I'll take the 2-1 any day just because the second leg is at home and, and we should, and I sure hope, we get the result and we handle business here, but unfortunately that's, that's how the team's been playing. And, and, and it's been like that for weeks now, not just, not just the Shakhtar game, not just the Braga, not just the Porto. Cause even before that we were squeaking results, squeaking results with the penalty on that call on Vinicius in the box. Easy puts the penalty away. We went to one at home, just, just little by little against Avs. Then we just, you, if you go result by result, it's been happening. We're winning by one goal, scrappy wins here and there and then Bruno Lage comes out publicly and and states that well we have a defensive issue and they're just now finding out it's it's like adding insult to injury and to go away from home losing 2-1 taking all of that into consideration i would say is not that bad no um dave you want to you want to throw out some stats on this game so we could close this one off yeah, the uh, Charmaine Pizzi scored his uh, 23rd goal of the year, like uh, Chris sure. uh, alluded to. Uh, his fourth this season in uh, European competition. 
Uh, Benfica has now failed to win away in Europe in their last six, so one draw and five uh, losses. Uh, Lage's European uh, record in Europe, uh, European competitions, five wins, two draws, six losses. So he's got a, a negative record on that front. And uh, after this game, this was Benfica's worst form since uh, November of 2018, where they also went uh, winless in four with one draw and uh, three losses. That's when uh, when Vittorio was supposedly fired, correct? And then they saw the light. The, the light, the light, yes. Saw the light. He saw the light. <laughs> uh, moving on to uh, Benfica's next game against uh, Gil Vicente following that uh, that trip to the to the Ukraine. Uh, Benfica played uh, on Monday yesterday as we record this, traveled up to uh, Barcelos to face a Barcelos team, which, and I know that Chris and I had this conversation before, uh, but the silver lining, if you, if you will, no team four and up has beaten. No Gilles team Vicente in the top four positions at, uh, really except Benfica at home, except Benfica. Except Benfica. Uh, I'll give you the lineup, and then uh, we'll 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 get started with this uh, with this conversation. Uh, Vlacudimus, Tavares, Dias, Ferro, and Grimaldo, Samaris, and Weigel, uh, Piti, Rafa, Tarapt, and Vinicius. Uh, and even though this, uh, it, it seemed more that that Tarap wasn't so much playing. Right underneath at the times, issues. At times, he was. At, it it yes. depended he really. He uh, but again, um, this kind of goes back to uh, to something Chris had mentioned this last week on on the podcast in terms of how to set up that midfield. Uh, and <laughs> and and here's here's the thing, right? Um, the the thing is that. There's times, and, and, and Chris, we had this this conversation. There's times that us from a million miles away uh, that we could look at things and say, "What the heck is he doing? And why doesn't he change it? And why doesn't he do it this way?" Or right? Better yet, or better yet, say it the proper way. We're no coaching experts. We have no coaching licenses. But from North America, sitting in our underwear. Watching the games, we could spot the flaws, we could spot the deficiencies, we could spot where it needs to to be fought or whatever, right? And somehow these guys were getting paid very handsomely and do this for a living. They can't spot it, and that's the aggravating part. Like I'm, I'm no type of genius. I mean, I'm just a couch coach. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but but here's the thing, right? I think that before in previous coaches, where we sat here and he said. Why can't this guy see this? It's so glaringly obvious for us that don't have coaching licenses that are in our couches watching games. But Lodge apparently seems to be getting to that logic. I don't know what's what's bothering me. What's really, 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 really bothering me about Lodge, right, is because this is what I used to say and do with Vitoria. And I'm not putting Lodge in that category yet. But Alfredo, Dave, you guys are very aware of what I used to say about Vittorio all the time. Benfica would now it's even first half, so crap. But Benfica would go into the first half, play their football, and then teams would make adjustments in the second half at halftime, I should say, coming out in the second half, and Benfica would be manhandled. Benfica wouldn't be able to adapt to their moves, and therefore 
that's when they started dropping points. That's when their quality really dropped. And we're seeing that now at times with Lodge as well, where now Lodge is throwing in three strikers. He's doing, you know, it just there's a lot of moves that he's making that leaves you scratching your head. And again, I'm not putting him at that level. I'm just really alarm bells are starting to go off in my head because I'm just really starting to wonder if this is deja vu all over again. Like teams at the half, get Vicente, teams in the second half. It's like they they make adjustments and we can't we cannot counter them. And I'm I mean, listen. I'm not there yet, but I'm 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 you know I'm starting to to crack a sweat. Yeah, but it, look, I I thought that the team had a, an okay first half, getting on a board 15, 15 minutes uh, in. Uh, Vinicius with a feed from Tarapt on uh, on what a, a delicious, <laughs> uh, sumptuous, <laughs> woo, sexy uh, on a, pass. And and Vinicius had been pointed out as a guy that doesn't score goals with his head. And I think that I went out to prove everyone wrong. He's listening to your chat. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cross it to your head, my friend, my friend. I will cross to your head until you score a goal. This is the way we're going to shut up everybody. How do you like my accent? Is that good accent? Yeah, it's fantastic. And then I think man of the match. Yeah. Me and Vlacodimos every week. It's just the two of us. Every week. Just handed before it was Bruno Fernandes. Now it's Tarap and it's and it's Vlaco Dibos. Oh, that's it. You take your pick. Not much that's to it. pick. You get the Moroccan or the Greek. Yep, that's it. Greek Moroccan. Do you like Greek food? Bro, Portuguese. What about Moroccan food? Do you like Moroccan food? Portuguese. Okay. I like some Brazilian. Brazilian is even arroz con, con feijão, some carne. You know what I mean? Rodizio. That's it. Yeah. Carne. That's carne. Yeah. Baby. But uh, look, this, I don't want to. Uh, obviously, that was you a know, sexy pass back then. I, I want to give uh, some 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 credit to Gilles Vicente. They're very well coached. I mean, this is a team that was brought up from the second league uh, last year, uh, and they're doing a, a, a great job uh, this year under uh, what's Victor, Oliveira. Victor Oliveira. That, the last That's name is a kill. That guy has brought up like seven or eight teams from the second. <laughs> and then he's get fi- he gets fired no, he every single get fired. time. No, he, he leaves. He leaves and goes down. He's known as the promoter. That's it. He's like Freddie Adu promoting nightclubs. He knows how to promote clubs into the first division. That, but but I guess he saw enough in this team yeah. that maybe he could do something and he decided to stay and try to see what they could do. But Vitor Oliveira is a magnificent coach. And, and and not again, I'm not looking to replace Bruno Lage yet, but I started saying, well, everybody talks about all these other coaches. What about this guy that does miracles with a bunch of nothings? I think he'd ever get 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 you know swapped up by Benfica. Then I looked at his mustache, his hair, and his in his gut. <laughs> and I said he won't be able to fit into those uh Hugo Armani. It ain't even it ain't even George, the Portuguese version, Hugo Armani suits. So they're not hiring him. They're like, you can't imagine him with that tie, like the Ruby Torio, so, so that rainbow tie. You're saying that, that be hanging over like you, you're saying that uh, either a guy that he either looks like a pescador or an no agricultor no can't be Benfica's coach. No chance. No chance. You gotta have hair. Benfica coaches <laughs> have hair, bro. Look at Rod Stewart. We went from Rod Stewart to Vit- uh, to to, Vit- uh, to Vitoria, now to Lage. Before that was Camacho, Kike Flores, Rano Come, Trapatoni. He's like 90 and he had hair. So, I mean, yeah, it's been a long time. You need that look. Benfica, you got to be able to sell because it's a sexy club in Portugal. You're going to have a lot of cameras. On, and they want to be able to sell. Yeah. So, so uh, as Cristiano, uh, so 1-0 into the half, second half. Uh, Vitor Oliveira makes the, the the changes, and the changes really ran by uh, 
putting the team uh, uh, higher up the pitch, pressuring, pressing, uh, pressuring Benfica in the first phase of construction, and really limited limiting Benfica. Uh, to come out of the back with the ball uh, under control. And start attacking down their right side, our left side, once again, which is like everyone's MO. Don't matter. Big team, small team. Worst, uh, worst. No, they, they attacked Tavares a lot. That's worst true, game. Both. Worst game by Tavares that I have seen. Worst, worst game. Lina, what do you think of this game, man? I think that Ops' worst game was in the Champions League. No, he's not talking about Tavares. He's talking about Tavares. Tavares, I'm Tavares, sorry. Tavares. The Champions League, but that's that's for another story. I think um, I think this guy, Vitor Oliveira, is a genius. The guy, what he does in Portugal, he's a legend in Portugal. I don't know how he hasn't landed at a big club yet. Um, no hair, no hair. Apparently, yeah, he doesn't have the the looks for it. <laughs> I think some of the same. I think in the first half, maybe he could play a lot better. Second half, just like Chris alluded to, it, lack of adjustments. Um, lack of ideas in the second half. It's it's same old story. I, I like to see Adelta wrapped in this position. I, I really enjoy him in the free role. Um, I'm not a big as big of a Tarap follower as Cristiano is. Again, then again, I don't think anyone is. But <laughs> at the moment, everything the guy touches turns to gold. And if that's the case, why not push the guy higher up the field? Um, I loved Samadhi's inclusion in the lineup. But see, look, not not to cut you off, but I'm, you just did. I know, okay. but whatever. <laughs> not to cut you off, but I look. I me personally, I would love to see dropped every single day in that free roll. I Definitely. would, but unfortunately, I don't know what it is. And we talked about. I think it was Antero, our friend Antero, questioned us on Twitter prior to the game. The only thing that concerns me, he said, his words, I quote, is who's going to transport the ball, is going to carry the ball field. And I said, I do. I am worried about that also, but I, again, and I was absolutely wrong. I think, this is me responding to him, I think that we're going to see Weigel with a lot more freedom today. He's going to be the guy that's going to be able to carry the ball and bring it up and kind of, you know, do a little bit of what dropped. Obviously not with the same intensity, the same ability, but he's still going to be bringing it up. The field. And I was surprised. See, I thought Samadhi's played a lot more free than Weigel. Weigel, I sat back a little bit more, and I just, I, again, I don't understand what the hell you brought Weigel here for. If that's if it's to do that, but I want to. We're talking about Trapp, so I want to bring him back to Trapp. The one thing with Trapp is when he does play that role, there is, and maybe with Gabriel, if Gabriel is healthy, then then I would obviously look for that a little bit more. But without Gabriel in the midfield, there is no one to link. Be, yeah. to, to link those sectors, to link the ball from the defensive midfield, to get the ball to Tarap. And Tarap has to drop back. And we saw the one thing about Tarap, he didn't have the best game this week. He did not. He, you know, he has some parts, some to, some touches there where he tried to force the passes, turned over the ball a lot, and he was coming back. The one thing to me that I was impressed in, again, man, if you guys have been watching Tarap like I have since he was 19 years old, you would never imagine him it, it, midway through the game and he's sprinting back. And whether his he's offensive hungry. game he's was hungry. on point or not, his defensive work rate was was you know was spectacular. He was still there. Now at that position, I'm just worried about who's going to get him the ball, and therefore he has to drop back. He's out of position, and then and then you're able to double team the the Vinicius whoever's up top. It's a lot easier to defend because nobody there also posing a threat. So that's the only thing that concerns me. Now you know it, it won't be Julian Weigel. I'll, I'll tell you that much. From from what I see from him so far, he likes sitting deep. He plays these five yard passes. He reminds me a lot of a uh, Pjanic in Juventus, similar. Not very for a defensive mid, not very strong, not very free kicks like Pianic. 
I hope so. We'll find out. We got Grimaldo for free kicks. What are you talking about? Yeah, 40 yards out, 30 yards out. The guy always takes. I think I think Julian Weigel is not going to be that player. I agree with you. If, if Gabriel was in the lineup, I'd see that. But then it's like, who do you leave out? An informed Chervi, which who was left out in the in the Dragon, which to this day bothers me. Um, it's not going to be Julian Weigel. Samadis I liked, but for some reason, I don't think that he'll start next match. I don't think. And it definitely won't be Florentino. So it, we, we lack... We lack. We have three defensive mids. We don't have a number eight. I guess Samadis is a number eight. So if if he does play in this free role, but so is Vigo. I mean, would be, go go watch Vigo. video of Vigo at Dortmund. He never sat this deep. Yeah. This is I, not I don't know. If, I don't know if you listened to the podcast, uh, Lionel, a couple of weeks ago, and I went into the whole when I described the. You put Feja, This is all under Bruno Lage. Think about how important Alkiva player Fejer was under Vitoria. All of a sudden, and all of a sudden, Lodge takes over. He inserted Samadis back into the lineup. Let's not forget that as well. But anyone that's played that defensive center mid role, right? Not the eight, the defensive center mid. Florentino, Gabriel at some point, uh, Samadis, Weigel, and those and Fejer, right? It's a different system. They've all they've all been. Garbage. It's part of a game idea. And it's a different system. A four-four-two and a four-four-two. But that's what I'm saying. But that's a coach. But that's what I'm. It's on coaching. It's. A, I don't. I don't. I don't want to sit there and say I don't so think these guys could Bruno do Lodge. it. I'm blaming Lodge. I think it's coach. Okay. I think it's All coach. Right. Um, Dave. Um, Diego Souza came in off the bench. Wouldn't usually it's Seferovic. At this point. And I was saying this last week. It, it, it's time to test out what Diego Souza could, could give this team. But at this point, do you really feel that he's he's leapfrog over Seferovic in terms of the order? No, no, not not from that performance in uh, against Jovicent. Uh, I felt like the the team lost. I don't, I don't even know if you can say they lost their uh, their shape with him up front there. But I felt uh, they uh, as soon as he came in. I believe that was around the 70th, 75th to 80th minute, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, team just, as soon as they would get the ball, just, just try to boot it forward. And uh, they didn't really play with much uh, much creativity up front there. And we're looking to just set up a shop, if that's what you want to call it. But I didn't really see much from uh, Diego Souza uh, in his minutes of action uh, yesterday. If they want to see what they have in him, they got to give him more more uh, time to play up front. Maybe put him in the 60, 65th minute, or give him a start in one of these uh, these games in Europa League. But uh, I was not impressed from what I saw uh, with his uh, substitution. Look, not, the not defending Sferovic at all here, because you know I don't defend him at all. But he came into the game against Braga and he was atrocious. All he did was commit fouls. Gets to start against uh, Shakhtar was atrocious. Then, obviously, uh, it's going to be next guy in line. And, look, I'm not sure, based on his performance as well, whether Souza is, is overtaking him in, in the pecking order, but I know he's at he's chipping at his heels. Now, here's the thing, and I told Alfredo this, if you recall, last week after the Shakhtar game or whatever it was. Look, it's real easy to sit here and criticize Souza, Criticize Vinicius if you want as well. Criticize uh, Sferovic. But when these guys aren't getting the ball in the box, it's useless because all three of them, Souza might be the better one with the, the ball at his feet because I've said, Dave, how many times have I told you, Vinicius outside the box, I don't even want to touch the ball. They're not good. Sferovic, we know. It's just, so if you're not getting these guys, the ball inside the box, they're going to be useless. 
you need to create. You need to create opportunities yeah. for these guys. And when they're not getting the ball, bro, it's it's a lot easier to say, yo, guys, no pressure. Yeah. Um, a couple a couple of things. Um understanding the changes that were done by Vitor Oliveira to start the second half. And the first substitution coming from Laj at the 79th minute. <laughs> Do you think he's taking too long to make substitutions? Understanding that now there's a there's a different plan that's been put you forth. You saw somebody's dropped his level. Somebody's for the first 60 minutes was everywhere. Then all of a sudden you could tell, like, yo, I haven't played in a while. Like, and you know what I mean? He kind of took a, a, a dive. And, and, and as you said, I don't understand what he's waiting for. What's he, he's got fresh guys on the bench. What, 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 what the hell is he waiting for? He wants the team to tie it up so then he could bring in his his third striker and and, and play in the umbrella system where everybody the up top system. that's the hockey area. You know, Dave, everyone up top, and then you know, is that what he wants? I don't like what are you waiting for? And then I look, I gotta give I gotta give Vitor Oliveira and I gotta give Gil Vicente and, and, and Hugo Vieira credit for some Hugo Vieira, a guy that's formerly signed with Benfica on the free, Benfica loaned them out, but obviously has Benfica ties. He came in, he tried to score, unlike other players who have attachment to other clubs who miss on purpose. I just wanted to throw that 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 little, that little yeah still not over that yeah uh yeah that, that that's a that's yeah that's a tough one that's a it, it we don't gets, we don't need to go into it but it, uh, you know everybody knows what we're talking and then about. he gets a crystal piece from after get, the game <laughs> and a picture with pinto costa but well, you don't have to say names man we're trying not to say names <laughs> um that's the picture you got the picture and that's it you know while you guys were talking about that app uh, and uh i i know that that app could be Super useful underneath the forward. Uh, but I think, and it goes back to what you guys were saying, he doesn't see enough of the ball playing in that position. And for me, i much rather have Tarap get that many touches when he's playing that deep yes. than to have him, but it comes, nobody can find him. But it comes at the risk, and we've seen in the last three weeks prior to this week. The guy, look, the guy, I can't blame him because I trust me. If there's one thing I struggle with in my life, was defensive, <laughs> the defensive responsibility. Like any, a three year old can make me. Like I just, I know, no effort. And we get the ball of a sack, get this burst of energy. So, like, he just commits too many fouls. The guy's not a proper defender. He doesn't know how to defend. He doesn't know how to position. And that's the only risk you saw every, every game. He's getting into stupid fouls and, and it's just like, uh, this week against you, you didn't really see that much. He did have a little tussle back and forth with a couple of players, but he's not committing those silly fouls because he's playing, a, a, you know, up the field more and he's not defensively is he didn't have as much responsibility, even though he still put in the shift. But that's the only thing that worries me. But you're absolutely right. He needs to come back and get the ball because when again, when he's not getting the ball, he's another one that's useless. But it's not just the difference with Tarapt and Sferovic and 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 then our strikers when they're not getting a ball is when Tarapt doesn't get the ball, our attack is dead. Forget about it. Yeah. When the other guys get the ball, at least Tarapt's trying. At least there's somebody caring. But when Tarapt's not seeing it, who else? Especially without Gabriel, who else is bringing the ball forward? Who else is making long pass? Who's who's orchestrating things? I tell you, who is not? It's not easy. Yeah. Um. Not Pizzi. I thought that that Rafa was just gonna burn up everyone after that sporting game, but he's just been he's Rafa, just been yeah. I jinxed him, Dave. I said it last week. I said he's returned back to the player I wanted to play a right back. I'm telling oh you, he's back, he's back, <laughs> right back, baby. He's back. Yeah, but uh, it's just been 
you know, and, and look, it, it goes He's back to what we're we're talking about. Pizzi looks exhausted. Grimaldo looks exhausted. Rafa, I don't know what he looks, but he definitely doesn't look uh, uh, the guy with that confidence that came in at the Alvalade and, and, and got us uh, the, the winning goal. Um, but it's just, I, I don't know. Um, these are, are tough games, as, as Lionel was saying, squeaking out games. And at the end of, of, of the game, really, there's there's a camera shot that we see that uh, Laj is talking to the players on the field and he's pointing at the support, which, by the way, uh, was clearly audible uh, that most of the support in, in that Cidade de Barcelos was it's tremendous. I, I think that's the best part of a Benfica game is, is to see the support and to see the enthusiasm and, and you know, the chance. But it, it, look, as great as it is, and I don't want to take anything away from it. It's 10,000. It's small. It's a lot easier to hear than in a 60,000 seat stadium at the start 65 at the start of the loose. So, I mean, obviously, when those guys, you have three, four, five thousand Benfica sitting in one section screaming in a 10,000 seat stadium, they're going to be heard. I mean, miles away. They need to fix something with the atmosphere at Benfica Stadium. That's that's a conversation for a whole another day. Yeah, and I have a ton of ideas regarding that. But it's it's just at the end of the day, it's great to see the Benfica bus, the convoy. I know there's no longer a Benfica convoy, but I call the convoy the Benfica. That that travels. All. I mean, how about not just the in wave? Portugal? The red wave. Was that would that be more appropriate? The red wave. I think I think there's like a shitty high school in New Jersey that are called the red wave. So I associate. <laughs> I don't associate good things. Harrison with the red wave. Blue Tide. <laughs> yeah, they, that's right. They're, um, they're, oh, and what's the Carney? Cardinals. The card. Oh yeah, the card. Um, I'm a great B baby. Uh, Never even seen one. But real quick though, and after the, the post uh, match conference, and Lodge publicly uh, comes out and, and makes sure he mentions the fans that the fans outpour was great. The Eve really felt that the team. Uh, needed that and that they really pushed the team. Uh, you also, there's, if you guys uh, watch the game in its entirety, in the beginning of the game, there's a young kid uh, behind Benfica's bench. Uh, and I don't know if he had a sign or what, but apparently he wanted a hug from Laj. And Laj went over and gave the kid a hug. And Laj mentions that in his post uh, press conference, uh, post game press conference, saying that he really got a good vibe. Uh, from the fans and what fans could uh, do to support this team after he gave that kid uh, a hug. At this point, uh, and I'll ask you, Lionel, uh, understanding that the team is not going through the best uh, time of the season, they haven't been going through the best time for a while now, how much do you, do you think that the team really needs the fans to unite and support them rather than to divide and criticize. Well, I think now more than ever, now more than ever, he, he, he's mentioning the fans and maybe how much of that is political. We don't know after these bad results, but I think this is the time of the season where the 12th man is crucial for a team when you're struggling. It's not when you're doing well, it's when you're struggling. And if he can get the fans behind them at this point of the season, and and gain some confidence. Okay, one nil, one away. If we pass with Shakhtar, all the fans, even the negative fans, if we pass Shakhtar onto the next round, they'll all be behind them, and hopefully that'll be enough to to finish the season off on the right note. Yeah, Dave. Uh, one of your stats here was uh, a clean sheet. 
It's been a while since the clean sheet. You want to go through the rest of the stats? Yeah, first clean sheet in six games where they uh, gave up uh, 11 goals in that uh, that span. So uh, clean sheet there. That I believe their previous uh, clean sheet was against uh, Pashus de Ferreira away. So uh, hopefully they can pick up a clean sheet uh, uh, coming in uh, for the Europa League coming up. But uh, Vinicius also returned to the uh, score sheet his uh, 20th of the season. And he's the uh, league top uh, goal scorer with 15 uh Vlako Dimos finished with a season high seven saves in this match so I want to talk about second uh half adjustments Shovi Sint really turned it on and uh got their shots shots on target and uh like we said to start off uh, Benfica was the only top four team to build to beat Shovi Sint in uh at their house with uh, Porto and Sporting both losing there and Braga tying there uh so far this season Chris, uh, Benfica hasn't scored many uh, goals off of set pieces. They have a coach that stands up off the bench and coaches set pieces. <laughs> is it the coaching or is it the service? I think, I, you know, that, that leads me to believe. I think I think that coach should sit down. He's not doing a good job. I mean, yo, it's like he's like a, a coordinator in football and, and his team is not doing good. What happens? They get canned. Imagine you're a defensive coach and giving up 50 points a game. Go the coach or the assistant or the, the defensive coordinator. Whatever he's doing, switch it up because it ain't working. And again, we've criticized. You know I have plenty of time. The crosses from corner kick. I mean, horrendous Christ, against Sport Aisha. Horrendous. You're disrespecting horrendous. I mean, that is it is wowzer. And whatever this guy is doing, I mean, he needs to get a new earpiece. I don't know. Somebody needs to feed him some other information. It is not working. I mean, there's definitely things here uh, that that. The but if team there's no needs. if there's no good service, right? Switch it up. You can't say that the set pieces, whatever it's worked up, whatever diagrams, whatever movements, yes, whatever screens. So when you're when you're whatever screens, that's not going to work. Let's if you bring can't you get back good to the service. NFL. Like, you're a special teams you, coach. If you you're can't get it up, uh-huh. you won't be able to be with a girl, <laughs> right? Yeah. So that girl won't come back. The goal, right. unless, unless I do some math, you know what I'm saying? But look, no, no, listen, we're bringing it back to American football, right? You're a special teams coach. You don't have your quarterback beat a kicker or the punter. You bring in a specialized guy that does the kicks or punts. If my shitty guy taking crosses, taking my corner kicks, can't get it in our target. And again, one week, okay. But week after two years now, I mean, something has to change. And what if do you, you haven't changed it, what are you doing? Who do you think could take uh, set pieces in, instead of uh, Pizzi? Is there somebody on the on the team right now that you think could take his place? Because maybe Lodge is listening, right? He is listening. Let's give him a name. He is listening. Man, this is one guy, man. You know, but you know, you know, it is. Everybody's gonna be like, whatever. But uh, I, you know, Adele, I, I would get. Look, man. I, Grimaldo, I mean, he takes way too. He should be taking him maybe from the right side. You know, he's a lefty. Fine, but he's take. But he Grimaldo pisses me off because his shots is just like a lollipop. Like, yeah, okay, fine. He got a couple in on goal, but he lobs them. It's like he gets so much air. He tries to get that knuckle knuckle effect. Gets so much air about. It. And it's like, I mean, he hasn't even gone. I mean, he did. He got one on target. I should say this week, but it was like, oh, the goalie's like, thanks for the pass, dude. And at some point, it's gotta be. Look, bring me. Look. It, being like, how do I put it? Putting up with what we've seen, right? I rather have Svetlov come in there and just rip one. Oh my god! I, hold on, hold on. Could it be worse than what we've seen? Well, you're saying, oh my god! What, I don't know if it'll be better, but but you don't know though. But it can't be worse. 
Elijah, if you're listening, let's let's get Seferovic on those balls. No, I don't. I'm not saying to do, but at least yo gets because obviously these guys were peasy with the trying to bend it in and and, it's and technique. Grimaldo's technique is very difficult. Okay, I don't give one out of ten. One out of you ten. Know, I'm saying if you'll hit one out of ten of those, he, when he hits them, he hits them. But it's very difficult. He's to listen. Somebody, I said, I said on Twitter, I said, what the I criticized and what I say scored a goal in preseason, meaning the one that we were, uh, you know, Benfica Juventus. Um, <laughs> and now he's been taking it. So like somebody replied, like how many has he taken? Who's been taking it for the last many years? I said, okay. And how many has he scored? And they they sent me the links. It was it was three, it was four, I think. It's three in the league. And once in that in that preseason, yeah. Oh, the preseason was just whatever. Mm-hmm. That count, man. Good yeah. Um, but I guess I guess that's enough for people. I mean, look, I like to see there is really when you honest to God, bro, all jokes aside now. When you're talking about set pieces in a final third for Benfica, there in corner kicks, right? And and and, and, and free kicks, there is re- I mean, honestly, like there is no threat level. The threat level, what is it? Orange, yellow, and then there's red, right? The threat level is like green. Go ahead, bro. Don't worry about it. You know, go get a drink of water. Come back. Like there is really no threat. All right. Um. So three difficult points up in uh, Barcelona. It's most important thing. Porto, who had played before us, had uh, had the first place for for a whole twenty three hours. Who got your cock of the game? Is up in Cocktown. <laughs> you giving away any cock awards for that game? <laughs> I, I would say as a uh, a cock a murshu, a cock a cock a cock do galo, a cock do galo. I I don't think uh, I I don't know, man. If you gotta give a cock award, it's gotta go to Vlako Dimos. Vlako Dimos gets the cock. Yeah, I don't know if he's gonna be happy about but, but that. Speaking but speaking of, of uh, <laughs> speaking of awards, we got two features, uh, two special features for you uh, this week, um, and and one of them is gonna be uh, after every game. It's when it's gonna be Cristiano's chicken finger awards. I'm gonna give it away to him, and I'll let him explain it uh, for you guys. Basically, my chicken finger award is gonna be to the recipient who I think, uh, you know, deserve for the week. It's not any specific match, but every week I come on, I'm gonna give my chicken finger awards to who I think should deserve the award. It doesn't have to, to be on a field. You know, you get a guy, catch him in a magazine with his nice girlfriend in a bikini. He deserves a chicken finger award. It's going to be something like that. It's not going to be just games. But in some weeks, probably going to be just relevant to games. But in other weeks, it could be off the pitch. It's going to be some interaction on Twitter, whatever. Whatever I deem is worthy of the Cristiano Oliveira chicken finger award. Uh, award, right? Award, right, Dave? The award. Right. You, you summed it up. Yeah, we're looking for sponsors. Popeyes, KFC. If you guys are listening, you know, there's the- a chicken war going on, right? Chicken sandwich war. So we'll we'll get in and that sponsorship yeah. Uh, battle. Yeah, it could be the Cristiano Popeyes Chicken Finger Award. You and uh, I mean? and for you Portuguese listeners, right? Chicken fingers. No, no, no. Not chicken feet, it's, it's chicken fingers, chicken tenders. You, you know, a tender like you give the kids, you know, the not the nuggets, the tenders with the French fries, but no French fries. You're just getting the chicken finger. So you gave your award? Who, who's, who, no, no, who not, gets your chicken finger award? We no, week? we just divulging the award. We letting everyone know, and everyone's going to keep it. I will, by the way, take suggestions. DM me 10 CO10. Well, I think you should put up a poll. No, no, who I'm deserves take the chicken fingers. Award. 
and just because you might get like 90% of the vote on Twitter, don't mean I'm going to go with that. All right, I'm making the final decision. Take the suggestions, <laughs> no, but, but you, I'm making the final decision. You're going to put the suggestions and people are going to vote on a poll. We can do it on Twitter. We can yeah. Do it. Dave, you got homework. So, so wait. <laughs> so wait. You, this was a new feature. Yeah, we're, we're just going to announce. You divulged it, but this week we're going to substitute the chicken fingers for the cock award. This week's the cock. You were, it's already been given. He took the cock because from the cock, you get the chicken finger. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, the same meat. You know what I mean? From the cock, you get the chicken finger. It's the same thing. All right. Turn in our attention. What's the second one? You said there's two. No, that that's going to be at the end. Oh, okay. So drum roll, please. The, it's going to be a long drum roll. What do we got to uh, talk about still? No, we got sh we got Shakhtar. Oh, we got more this. We got the games cry here, up bro? in uh, in, uh, in, uh, in what? In March. We got tons you want to go more games? What, what? I thought we could talk about the next Call game. It um so Shakhtar uh a goal away uh Shakhtar resting eight players um this weekend so they could save them up for the Europa League. Did they lose 7-0 like family uh, over the, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think that uh, I don't think the the Ukraine league is back. Oh, so well, where the hell they, no, they started they did they did they did. This was the first weekend back for no, Ukraine. They, they, I mean, they rested eight players who they played. They didn't play. <laughs> <laughs> They, they rested. <laughs> it was nice that you picked up on next, and I like that. Keep them, keep me sharp. Um, Lionel, I'll start with you, man. What do you think the approach to this game is uh, going to be by Benfica? Do we go all out, or uh, or do, are we cautious? I think a little bit of both. We have it's just the one goal difference, so we have they need to enter the game calmly, get the business done. Um, I wouldn't be too ambitious. I definitely don't want to see that umbrella formation. I could tell you that much. Right? Let's throw on three strikers last That's 10 minutes. Term. Is it? Yeah. Thought you made it up. No, made, no, make up a lot of things here. Okay. I don't want to see the umbrella formation. I want to see the game put away, if possibly, in the first. Let's get a good early goal. Steady the ship and, and just go for it. They're home. They have no, no choice but to go for it. I'd... My only question is, is Sarap going to play deeper or in that free roll? That's the question. Is he going to throw Chiquinho in, Shervi in? There's no consistency. So as far as that, we don't know. But the mentality of the team has got to be grab the game by the scruff of the neck and, and let's go for it. Dave, what do you think, man? Uh, well, to just bring it back a little bit, Shakhtar did uh, play on the weekend. They got a one nothing victory uh, in their uh, Ukrainian match. But uh, yeah, we are at home. We got to chase uh, the result uh, being down 2-1 uh, from the first leg. Uh, I'd like uh, Weigel is back. Uh, he did serve his suspension. So you got to think that he's going to be in the middle there. And then the question uh, uh, is, do we have Tarap beside, uh, beside Weigel? Uh, or do we uh, bring in a, a Samadis and see what the uh, how the lineup did against uh, Shelby Sin play that same type of uh, lineup? Uh, but uh, we're gonna have to be uh, creative offensively going forward. So uh, probably Pizzi and Rafa on the wings, um, and then uh, if that's the case, you got Vinicius up top. Maybe he does he, for the creativity leaves Tarapt up top and has a. Uh, a Vigo playing alongside with Samadis, but uh, they need to go and uh, push for the result because they are are down uh, going into this leg here. I agree with you. They have to push for the result, but I, I, I you named too many key players. I don't think Vigo plays. Um, I think he same thing with Rafa. 
I think those guys, especially Rafa now, like, I think Raigo might, might not even, Vigo, whatever, might not even dress. I think it just, he hasn't played a year. I don't think Samadis plays. I think Samadis plays. I think Florentino is going to play. Okay, I, I, what I think. I, he did come off uh, with a, an injury and he was limping. Well, unless and it was fatigue, if according to uh If Liza. he's injured, he won't play. But if he's not injured, I think I think you're going to see him in there alongside Florentino. I think Rafa sits. You're going to see a Servi. Because the thing that you guys and uh, Dave, I love you, but I'm surprised that you missed on this. It, they're gonna their preoccupation ain't Thursday. It's on the weekend against Murerens. They're going to and, and again and if and I'm talking as like common sense and more wishful thinking because if he doesn't rest these guys, yo, the team is going to collapse at some point. Yeah, I mean, I, I just look in a run them into the ground in a perfect world. I would love to see that lineup. You know what I mean? But I just I don't see it. Look, you might see a Diego Souza get his first start. You know what I mean? Like he's going to save. He's going to try to to field a, a strong lineup. But at the end of the day, if they lose, it is what it, we saw last year. We we had we are on a, we had an opportunity to make it to the semifinals of the Europa League uh, with a two goal lead. And he goes and he rotates and he doesn't play the strongest lineup and the team looks like, okay, yeah, we're in Frankfurt and uh, we win, we win, we don't win, we don't win. Our priorities is the league. So now in the in this this early on in the competition, he's going to throw all his marbles on the – no, I don't, I, don't, I don't think we're going to see them all. So, again, in a perfect world, yes. I just think that you're going to see Chiquinho get thrown in there. You're going to see maybe Souza up top. You're going to see Servi on the left. And then I don't think Weigel plays. I think he's going to try to save these guys as much as possible. Now, the part, the sector that I'm really concerned about is the defensive end. I mean, again, we don't have anyone to replace the Ferro and 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 uh, uh, Ruben yes. Diaz. Yes. You got the other guy on the left, Tavares, but uh, I mean, you know what I mean. You're you're going from tough situation to to a ridiculous situation. I mean, neither one of them makes sense. So that's the sector that I'm really worried about. As far as up top, I think Trapp might get in there, but that might be the only one that plays regularly. I think every, I mean, re meaning of the regulars, I think he's going to try to switch it up as much as possible. Call me crazy, but that's what it looked. We were all shocked based on his on, on his last 11, right? We're all we're all anticipating something. Different. Now you're all anticipating this, and I think it's going to be what I'm saying. I think it's going to be opposite. Yeah. Uh, this Shakhtar game will close out. <coughs> Excuse me. This Shakhtar game will close out the month of February, a month that uh, has saw Benfica uh, the shortest month of the uh, of uh, of the year. Saw Benfica play, or they will play with the Shakhtar game on Thursday. A total of seven games. Uh, the record for the six games that have been played so far: uh, three losses, two wins, and one tie. Cristiano, um, anything? Uh, that you could take out of this month and, and how who this team is, what the identity of this team is, and and what we can expect. Because certainly, um, this month was was a, a month of decisions, of tough games, uh, and of of moments that we could have stamped our authority and could have really dictated what the rest of the season was going to be like. Uh, but understanding what we've done in February, especially in these crucial games, uh, what. Can we expect of this team for the rest of the season? Well, listen, I, I think there is too many, too many negatives to mention. Um, and I think all of us know what the negatives are about this month, what we've seen so far. So I'm going to leave those out. I think the positive things are, one is, 
even after an atrocious back-to-back losses, we're still we still find ourselves in first place. You know, ugly performances, but somehow, some way, we find a way to win these games. We find a way to uh, to stay in first place. Secondly, is from these losses, we shall see now what this team is made of. We'll see if these guys will galvanize and 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 you know strengthen together and see if they're able to you know find a way to push through. And to see how deep, you know, now because obviously you played sports, so you know how it is. Like when you're a family, you have that, you know, you guys go make, put it all on the line for each other. We'll see if this team could could get together and 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 get this team over the hump or not. And you know, again, it's it's been terrible for us fans to watch, but in the long haul, if they're able to hold on to the end of the season, something like this, the negativity that's coming from outside, and we know in Portuguese media is is is, is terrible. We know the pressure of wearing a Benfica shirt. We know some fans have turned on them. This is going to possibly get these guys to 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 band together and uh and and hopefully do something special and you know find a way to hold on to the end of the year. I just don't think it'll be anything special in Europa League. Uh, but this is simply with the Campeonato Portugal. Dave, some takeaways from this month of February and what we've been able to do as a team. Yeah, just uh, when we were previewing February, we would say we would uh, make or break our, our season towards uh, the end there with some big uh, matches there. And it's almost uh, broken as we're, we're just got that one point lead, like uh, we've said from the uh, the seven point uh, lead that we came into the month at. But uh, obviously nowhere near the the form that this uh, team should be playing at uh and it's uh more more questions than answers um at the end of february leading into the month of march here yeah what about you Lionel? What, what, do, what do you think what are what are some of the takeaways uh and uh probably a, a, an outlook on the future well, looking back to the month of february i agree with dave this was definitely a month that was either going to make us or break us um, like Chris said, we're still in first place. So although these bad results came successively and, and they hit us hard and fast, we still have enough time to steady the ship and, and finish out strong. And hopefully these guys band together and, and push through. This can this can make your group stronger. But as I said earlier, it, there needs to be a leader in that locker room, not just on the pitch, someone on, on the Nabal Nadio, someone that, holds this team together through this bad patch. And hopefully this this win in Barcelos was first of many to get the ball rolling again, and, and we shall see. Yeah. Um, the game against uh, Mourinho, which uh, takes uh, place uh, this Monday, will be the first game in March. Dave, what's, uh, what's Mourinho uh, up to uh, this season? Yeah, they're uh, they're not as uh, strong as they were uh, last season, being the Cinderella club uh, last season. But they are uh, still in tenth uh, place, uh, six six wins, eight draws, eight losses. Uh, their current form coming into this match will be uh, two wins, two draws, uh, and one loss. Historically, we've got uh, twenty one wins, three draws, and two losses uh, against Morienz. Uh, last ten. Uh, eight wins and two losses. Now, last season, uh, when they came uh, to the Estadio de Luz, uh, they beat us 3-1 with uh, three unanswered first-half goals after Jonas uh, had scored in the second minute. Uh, and I believe that was uh, part of the uh, the run there in November of 2018 when Benfica also went uh, with one draw and three losses. So 
they have uh, recently uh, come into our house and uh, put a, a, a damper on our, our hopes. But uh, hopefully, uh, like Chris always tends to say, when we play these uh, these smaller teams at home, it's we have a responsibility to play our game and uh, come out with a, a large result against these clubs. Yeah, there's there's quite a few uh, connections here, uh, and, and Dave, as you as you mentioned, their, their record, but Javan, Alish, Stephen Vitoria, all at one point connected to Benfica. Some of them, uh, actually, Javan and, and Alish never played for Benfica, but they were on the contract for Benfica. Javan a little bit less, and then we got Mr. Colgate, Stephen Vitoria, uh, who was on contract, and I think he, he played a, a couple games, but. Yep. I got to see him the, play live. I was yeah. at, I was at the game and Murillo Conigos along with our friends. Yeah, part uh, of uh part of the defensive line, all three yes, of these guys. I got to see him up close and personal along with our friends uh Picado, Vaquero, uh Magda and a couple other guys. And it was a very, very hard fought uh win, very late win when uh our boy Jota came in and was able to get the cross to who was it? I forget who scored a game when it goes. Was it Vinicius Sferovic? Might have been Sferovic. Might have been Sferovic. Um but yeah, man. I mean, look. I think both of these guys have said everything they've had to say regarding this game. I just, I want to see a comfortable win. Um, I think we need to show the fans. And again, it's something that worries me as well on, on Thursday against Shakhtar, which is if we don't start off well, at what point do the fans start getting restless? That's something that we need to keep a mind, you know, keep our, keep an eye on. Um, and I'm hoping that we, you know, we show up on Thursday, play well, and I hope that we show up again. Over the weekend against Murirense, we impose ourselves. I mean, I say a weekend. I, I, to me, the only time the script changes is when we play Porto Sporting and Braga. Every other team, and maybe Guimarães sometimes, but every other team in the league is the same script every week, man. Go in there, slap them around. You, you, I mean, come on, bro. You shouldn't even be ha having any difficulties with these, in particular at home. So uh, to me, it doesn't change, Alfredo. Same thing over and over and over. Just copy and paste everything I say here each week when it comes to these uh, small, small market teams. Yeah, absolutely. Dave, what else uh, we got for the month of March? Certainly not as tough as the month of February. Well, it all depends on uh, the result against Shakhtar because that could add to this uh, this March lineup. But as it stands right now, after Morins on uh, the 8th, also to mention that the league still hasn't, we're uh, less than a week away from uh, from March and the league still hasn't released all their, their times and uh, schedules dates for these games but that's another topic there so after Morins we play uh, Stubal away uh, followed by Tondela at home and uh, we wrap up the month of March going down to the Algarve where we play uh, Porto B well uh, and uh, I'll mark it all right here on the podcast February 25th Jackson Martinez will score uh, a penalty on us uh, that game on uh, the 22nd of uh, March Good call, Dave. He's going to be practicing. He's going to be the yeah. between now. He's and got a, uh, another month to prepare. Yes. All right, let's wrap this up. Uh, but before we wrap this up, the second feature. Oof. Uh, the second feature, and the second feature is going to be called, uh, "What did you learn today?" So Ooh. throughout our podcast, we say plenty of uh, of of garbage. of garbage and good things and <laughs> some bad things, some funny things, some not so funny things, some. You know the the whole it runs the whole gamut, uh, but we're bringing to you each one of of us is going to uh, to say what we learned uh, today on today's podcast. So who wants to go first? Yeah, I start with the guest. 
Guest of the podcast today is Lionel. He's got to go. First. Go ahead, Lionel. Well, two things. One, I found no, out. No, cheating. Just cheating. one. <laughs> well, go ahead, man. I'm joking. Go I ahead. know you're going to say five things. No. Okay. I don't, I don't learn anything from you. No, I'm joking. <laughs> go ahead, man. Go Number ahead. one, Barcelos is the land of the cock. You didn't know that. I did not. You're a fake chop. I did not. So I learned about the land of the cock, and I learned about chicken fingers. You didn't know about chicken Chick fingers? No, not at all. I just found out today. It's a new feature. Chicken fingers. So you I'll be looking forward to it is? next week. No, you, you've never eaten you, chicken fingers. I have not, not the Portuguese version. So how are you going to translate that? <laughs> chicken nuggets. Chicken nuggets. Nuggets. Standards, carajo. Standards. Dave, you want to go next? Yeah, what I learned today was uh, pizza is as soft as Charmaine toilet paper. <laughs> that was a good one. It's a good call, Cristiano. <laughs> I learned that a team could rest eight players without even playing. <laughs> that is amazing. That is that was amazing. Well, what were the other uh, three players doing? I, I don't know. They were cutting the grass. <laughs> I don't know what they were doing. Um, I got a couple things. I I, I started writing Another them. Cheater. I started writing them down just in case you guys can come up with things. But I, you know, there's there's a few things, and I'll mention one, and I'll go in order. Uh, and I thought of this one. I thought that uh, Florentino, when he doesn't, when he when he goes too long without seeing the sun, when he comes out, he gets burned. Anybody does, bro. I mean, sun tanning is a, is a national, is a world epidemic. The other thing is that uh, that I learned was that you need to have hair to coach Benfica. <laughs> yes, yes, that's for sure. Uh, also, that the umbrella formation, albeit to the preferred formation in late games by Lodge, is a hockey formation. It's a hockey. It's a hockey term for the power play. And right, the, Dave? Dave? That's correct. From Canada, I can confirm. And the last one is that Chris watches games in his underwear. Bro, you sit next to me. But if you could put it on my couch, right? I mean, you're playing dumb now. I think you had my underwear on that day. I don't know. I had it on my hair. Things, things, on my got, head. things got ugly. We swapped underwear. <laughs> Instead of jerseys. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Uh, that's all we have. I uh, wanted to thank uh, Lionel for, for being here. Thank you very much. Thank you. The pleasure is all mine. Great. Uh, Cristiano, as always... Uh, great stuff with that chicken, chicken uh, fingers award. I, I look forward to uh, hearing who the recipients I, I, I are going to be each week. I look forward to see who the sponsors want to be. You know, it's open, open for everybody. Popeyes. Popeyes. I love Popeyes chicken fingers. Dave, always a pleasure. Thanks, everyone. Next next week, we'll be back. We'll recap Muradins uh, and also Shakhtar, and we look forward to uh, the weekend's game. Thanks, everyone. Take care. Peace. Be well, and uh, stay well. Later.